This is Limit Up, the place where we explore markets, strategies, and trading psychology to take your trading to the next level. Hey traders, this is Eddie Horn from Top Step, and this is Limit Up. This is where we talk with traders, market participants, and trading psychologists to help you improve your trading. I'm joined today with everyone's good friend, Dan Hodgman, one of our performance coaches. Hello, Dan. Hey, Eddie. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good today. Exciting week and exciting podcast coming up here. Now, Dan, we're going to venture into the world of a trader, author, educator, Steve Burns. And you may have heard of Steve. You might already be following him on Twitter. He's one of the most accomplished financial voices on Twitter. Yeah, I really like the way he, uh, he's open to share all of his advice throughout every single day. Uh, not only does he share advice, he's sharing challenges, remedies uh, for questions that are given to him. He's always, always sharing such great advice to his community. Right, and he's keeping people engaged throughout the day, which I really think is pretty cool. For those who do not know who Steve Burns is, you're in for a great treat. So, Danny, what do you say we just sort of dive right in? Let's do it. All right, traders, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with Steve Burns. Like so many of us, Steve fell in love with markets at first trade. He's been investing and trading his own accounts for more than 20 years and consistently uh, work to share his knowledge with other traders. Steve loves cutting through the bull and making complex ideas simple. Part of the reason he founded New Trader U in 2011. Since then, New Trader U has become a go-to resource for people who want to build a strong trading foundation. New Trader U hosts more than 1,000 original articles as well as online courses and best-selling books covering a variety of topics. Well, I caught up with Steve via Twitter and was impressed, and let me say that again, very impressed uh, with his shared content he posts daily. He shares his trades and his insights, thought-provoking questions, and engages his followers. It's my pleasure to introduce Steve Burns, trader, author, teacher, and market guru. Steve, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great today, Eddie. How are you? Fantastic. And um, uh, once again, I just want to um, capitalize and, and bold font the word impressed. Uh, you know, I, I'm a fan of Twitter. There is a lot of good information. And of course, there's a lot of crap information uh, on Twitter. But I was really attracted to how you on Twitter shared advice throughout the day, daily, uh, and what you had behind it. Now, uh, Steve, if you can, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how and why you got started in the financial world? I think at, at a young age, I was always fascinated with compound growth tables for uh, capital. So at a, even in my teenage years, I thought it was fascinating how money could actually grow, which uh, was much more appealing than earning money by the hour. So I, I looked at ways that I could could benefit from the companies that I was working for at the time and not be uh, trapped in a job forever. My ultimate goal was financial independence, but uh, I saw a path for that through building up capital over long-term compounding. So I started as young as I possibly could purchasing stocks and index funds and started building capital young because I wanted to see that play out over a long period of time with compounding growth. 
Now, what age was that? Uh, I was actually looking at compound capital growth tables when I was 16 years old. All right, 16. 16. <laughs> um, boy, I was looking to be a rock star. Uh, yeah, boy. And, and uh, Steve's already ready to retire at 18. Um, but no, that, you know what? I, I tell you, that, definitely that's a, a, an awesome start. Uh, thinking uh, the financial independence and watching money grow. Uh, the percentage of 16-year-olds at that time, you know, um, very low. I, I know 16, uh, 16 to 50, I was still farting around having a good old time. So, um, but uh, that's where you are now, and, and it's paying off now. Steve, what intrigued you to begin teaching the skills of trading, which uh, you do very well? Yeah, I think it grew out of a passion. You know, when I was younger, I read just every book I could find about investing, the stock market, trading, even personal finance. I ended up reading hundreds, and I read about 400 books in the investing, trading, finance genre, and I ended up reading a thousand nonfiction books. So it was a big passion to read, and then it evolved into, you know, I, I wanted to write the book. I had a passion to write the book that I wish I could find. I was always looking for that book that really broke down the basics and the fundamentals and did it clearly and concisely so i was going to plan to write the books that i wish i could find and cut out 300 pages you know that weren't should it didn't even need to be there and uh social media too i enjoy social media and being on it and sharing and uh and so it sort of grew out of a passion for education myself yeah you, you do a good job at that and uh, like i said prior was that was something that attracted me and yeah I'd log on to twitter and i did say hey what it's what did steve post <laughs> What's he sharing with us now? Uh, which is, I mean, totally cool. Props to you, my friend. Uh, now, you mentioned basic. Uh, some of the basic rules. Could you share with us some of the basic rules that uh, you instill on some of your students and uh, on Twitter also? Yeah, I think some of the biggest ones is the is, is the discipline to control position sizing and risk. I think a vast majority of our new traders and even investors don't make it because they take on too much risk too early. And the first big drawdowns, if they're wrong, it, it just destroys their account. So they don't have the chance to compound and grow. They end up having 50% drawdowns or even blowing up. And the other one is the, di the discipline to create a quantified system for what you're doing. I mean, Warren Buffett knows exactly what he's doing. And a lot of the greatest quantitative traders have systematic signals they follow. So even even discretionary uh, traders have have uh, you know processes they follow from their experience that work and create the dynamics of profitability. So I think you, quantification and risk management are two of the first things you have to start with. All right, all right. And I, and now, as you build that uh, education, that trading education, um, for you, what one rule kept you in the game and, and why? I think I learned it the hard way from my own personal 50% drawdowns in capital uh, in two different times in my in my trading career, is the is the is the 1% risk rule, which really takes a lot of new people aback, where they first assume it's a position size, but it's not losing more than 1% of your trading capital on on any single tr trade, which you know that dynamic can really be traded uh, can really be uh, with a 10% position size of your total trading capital. So like if you have $100,000, you can have a $10,000 position size. And if the whatever your end goes down 10%, then you're down $1,000. So that would be $1,000 is 1% of 100000 So you don't want to lose more than 1% on any one trade. But the dynamic of that is your upside can be unlimited. You can make 
you know, whatever you want to make on the upside, but you got to cap your downside through proper position sizing and risk management. Okay, let's let's take a look at a big picture here. Uh, some of the most important things to remember for success in trading. Uh, what would be those, at least for you? The, the, the biggest overall principles is to stay on the side of a trend. You know, to, to look what the market's doing. You want to be you want to be buying buying dips and trading momentum in a bull market to the long side. Or if it's a short side, you want to either be in cash or you want to be selling strength short. You want to stay on the right side of the trend and not get caught up in your own opinions. There's people that have been bearish since the uh, presidential election in the U.S. that have just done nothing but lose money, and they, they've, they've ignored the entire trend. So I think that's the two biggest things of not being stubborn and staying on the right side of the trend. You know, it's one thing, too, is um, you know, stubbornness and accepting uh, losing and, and losses. That is just so hard for a lot of traders that I talk to that, uh, you know, losing is not part of the game, you know, play to win. Of course, you, you're going to trade. You want to win every day. You want to do that. Um, but the thing is, it's not going to happen every day. You've got to understand that losing can actually can be your friend. I mean, it, it can teach you. It, it can help you. Uh, it, it can uh, direct you next time you you sort of experience that situation. All right, what did I do last time? What do I need to do mm -hmm. this time? You know, uh, I, I'm always talking about look ahead uh, of the markets. Know what you're going to do before the market before the market gets there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, have all those decisions mm -hmm. filed out and, and decisions. And when it happens, all you need to do is is react. react. It's like sort of uh, Steve. It's like it's like driving on the highway. You know, I mean, you're you're never focused on the bumper on the bumper of the car ahead of you. You're mm -hmm. always looking down to see if those brake lights are coming on or if something down the road is happening. And you know, knock on wood, I, I'm a safe driver, and I've been doing that for years, and it works for me. And I can sort of weave that in the trading, like you know, make sure you're looking and you're knowing where the market possibly could go. Yeah, it's a trading plan. You want to make your decisions what you're going to do when the market's close. So when it's open, it's execute your trading plan. And a time frame, you can have a losing day and have a winning month. You can have a losing month but have a winning year. So really the success is based on the winning on the on the proper time frame. Right. I agreed. Completely agreed. Now, now let's talk about today's trading. Um, your perspective on today's markets. Steve, what markets are you currently trading and following? Uh, at this point, I really enjoy the uh, double leverage and triple leverage index ETFs for short-term swing trades. Even I do do some trend trades in the double leverage because, you know, they have such a long-term upward bias in the indexes themselves. And by having more leverage, you just create more alpha, alpha, pretty much, I think, easier alpha trading with the indexes. A lot of times being in where a lot of the buy and holders are happy they're making money. And then finding ways to get out with moving averages as your uh, trailing stops and uh, signal exits. Uh, also, the, the best uh, platform stocks, stocks that are currently killing it. I mean, a lot of them pushing trillion-dollar market caps, and they have platforms they've created in the new economy. Google, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, they're places people go. And they've even – in Amazon, they've even created platforms that people monetize their own networks on these platforms. I think we're more in a platform economy now, and those are the real – Alpha generating stocks that are on my watch list. All right. Now, you mentioned swing trend. Uh, you are a swing and trend trader using moving averages. C can you explain the use of swings and trends you watch for? 
Yeah, a lot of uh, – just systematically, there are key moving averages that back test well historically that they keep you in long during bull markets, and they get you back to cash when the bull market's over. I mean you can also – you know, add on overbought and oversold indicators so you can, uh, you know, not have to wait for the moving average to come all the way back and cross over. You can exit on extreme uh, overbought conditions. But really, it's just creating a good risk reward ratio where I have signals of moving averages that get me in the beginning of a trend or close to the beginning, and then uh, they get me back out when the at the end when the trend's over. So it's really just trying to capture large wins, and they also can act as stop losses. So if I get in and then the price gives up that moving average and I just go back to cash. Okay. Hey, now, uh, on, the, on your website, just checking it out, and uh, RSI, Relative Strength Index. Now, for those that aren't familiar with it, it measures the speed of change and of price movement. Uh, Steve, can you explain your process and how this informs you of opportunity? Yeah, in most markets that are sideways, range-bound markets and bull markets, that helps me gauge a risk-reward ratio where when a price is dipped into the 30 RSI area or even the, uh, around 30, 35, 30 RSI for the for the stocks and indexes that are in long-term uptrends, it creates a good risk-reward ratio for me to enter at those oversold levels and then target a move back to the 50 RSI as a uh, reward, and then uh, if it closes under the 30 RSI as, an, as a stop loss. So it sort of creates a good risk-reward ratio for me. It doesn't work as well, well in downtrends or in stocks under distribution, but it's a really good uh, gauge for me for, uh, for the best market leaders and the strongest indexes. Okay, now, uh, markets are forever changing. Uh, you know, I've been in the business since uh, the mid-'80s, <laughs> And, it, I mean, being on the trading floor with the open outcry and then coming into electronic, um, it has it, – it's it's sort of similar. I mean, I've, I've taken a lot that I have learned on the trading floor and applied it uh, to – to trading electronic now it's not everything works i mean um the screaming and yelling is not going to get you filled um but it's more or less i found it to be sort of like a deli take a number and uh, you know you're in line and i'll see the the, the 80s are trading and and uh, there's 100 trade 150 tra oh hey i got filled okay thanks i'll take my pastrami and i'll be out of here um but markets are forever changing and I wanted to ask you, uh, what's a good thing that you tell traders how to keep up with this evolution slash revolution? Yeah, I think a lot of, of the stuff that you may have seen in your career and the, uh, the has moved into social media now. Uh, you can almost see the uh, – especially stock twits and Twitter where you can see the real-time uh, despair and the uh, – Perma bears getting extremely bearish at the at turning points and the uh, bullish people. I mean, it's it's very strange if you've ever watched the streams on stock twits or even on Twitter, where the you can find people that are consistently in themselves uh, market timers, where they get maximum bearish at the ends and maximum bullish at the peaks. It's uh, I think we see a lot of stuff play out nowadays in social media that you guys might have seen in the pit, where the tweets can get louder and go to all caps and and people desperately. Uh, pushing their opinion. So I think that's pretty fun to watch. But we have a lot of uh, technological advantages, a lot of free trading in different brokers nowadays. And I think I, I think we have a lot better liquidity across so many different markets now with uh, with so much of the world trading and so many people online. And uh, 
I think we have a lot of advantages that I bet you didn't see with the cost of commissions and the uh, and the free flow of information. A lot of the edges, the old edges and information flow, have been removed. I think over the years. Uh, you know, markets would move. You'd be you'd be in the pit, standing there doing a crossword with uh, your buddy next to you, and all of a sudden, uh, Goldman would come in. You know, buying three hundred, <laughs> and then Morgan would be in. What did they? Do? They bought another four hundred, and you'd be like, "Hamana, hamana, hamana, hamana." Um, what you know? And our information, uh, you'd, you'd go to the phone clerk. Uh, you know, on the desk. Hey, what's going on? You know, um, because the phone desk, the, the the desk traders, the bank traders, the company traders, they had all that information. Um, we had Reuters on the wall, mm -hmm. but it would not really, it would give us like a sentence. Boom, sentence, figure it out. You know, but it would be after the fact that the uh, the desk traders uh, would jump on the market and you know get some size, get the market moving. So that was like our our, our computer. Now it's got like a charts, and a, you know I I got the wire, and it, it, as soon as something hits, and I'm I'm watching the, this guy and, and listening to this lady, and I mean there's just a lot of information. You know, let me ask you, how do you filter it out? Yeah, I try to stick with signals. Like everything just flows through my signals. I mean, I spend more time on uh, stockcharts.com and on uh, uh, backtesting sites than I do looking at news flow and different things. I mean, I understand the psychology going on at different points, and I, but really, I just try to stay out of a lot of it. That's why I do so much educational stuff and uh, and and tweet and communicating inside the day. I try to just focus on you know, the open and the close and what, what my signals on my charts are doing. So that sort of filters a lot of it. That's one of the biggest things I learned last decade was just uh, just avoiding all the noise that can, that can cause you to make bad decisions intraday and really look at the what the market's saying at the open and the close. Right. It, noise. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of that. Uh, when somebody usually comes on and says, buy it here. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm usually just sort of sitting on the curb and watching that parade go by, saying, yeah. "You know what? You go ahead, you first, <laughs> and uh, if it works for you, God love you." But you know, I mean, I, I, it's it's such a turnoff when somebody is is like, you know, uh, you got to sell it here because it's a good sell. And yeah. give me a reason why. <laughs> Tell me why, and then maybe I might join that party. But um, you know. As far as the future, taking a look once again down the road, uh, taking a look at the, the future of uh, trading, share, uh, share with us your outlook uh, of that. And, and will there be new opportunities with these previous markets and or uh, will there be a new focus we need to watch for? What's your call on that, Steve? I think uh, the beauty of what of the stock market, you know, the markets I mainly trade, is mm -hmm. that the United States is in an uptrend bull market for hundreds of years now. And as long as we don't break that free market capitalist system, we're going to see new companies come on the scene. They're probably the hottest company, the next trillion dollar company. You know, the, the ninth or tenth trillion dollar company may not even have been founded yet. And we're going to continue to see new great stocks, you know, innovative that are piggybacking the technology year after year. We just keep. You know, finding building on the last technology, and there's new innovations and new builds. And I don't even think we've seen some of the better companies to even be founded yet, with uh, this explosion in uh, in technology and uh, in efficiencies in the market. So, uh, and I and I think as long as the S P 500 and the Dow and they keep and the and the Nasdaq 100, they keep pushing out the losing companies and bringing in the winning companies as a system in itself. That's going to always provide good long-term trend trading on the long side for us. So. 
uh, I'm, I just see uh, great things for us in the future. Of course, we'll have bubbles, we'll have crashes, sure. but but long term, I think uh, we follow the trends and we uh, we stay neutral and just follow the price action, the trends. I think we will see a long term bull market in the U.S. stock market like we have for the last few hundred years. All right, all right. Now, for somebody starting out trading, somebody getting started in this business in a career uh, in the markets, what's your best piece of advice that you would give them? You know, quantify your system. Ensure that your system has worked historically before you start trading with real money. You've got plenty of time. Market's not going anywhere. Uh, you know, quantify your system. Have it in place first, and learn how to do that. You know. When you do it, trade with discipline. You know, keep do it like a business. Keep your emotions and ego and fear and greed out of it. Trade with sizes to keep your emotions in check, so your emotions don't scream so loud that you end up abandoning your, your trading plan. And uh, position size carefully. Don't bet your whole career or lifestyle on one trade. Make make careful risk management bets with your position sizing. I mean, psychology and um, psychology, risk management, and system creation are the core you start with. Steve, let me ask you, if I can, if I can, I've got a question for you. Now, in this world of trading, we've seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Steve, what's the scariest trade you've ever made? I had the bright idea in uh, late 2012 to uh, do a end-of-week option strangle on Apple. It was trading about 500 and. $25 a share, I think, around that range. And I took a out-of-the-money string. I bought 10 contracts, $5 out in each direction. I had long calls, 10 contracts, long puts, 10 contracts with a $5 um, options, long option strangle, $5 out. Uh, on the Thursday close that expired Friday at the end of the day, you know, my thinking was is about, I was controlling about a million dollars in Apple stock, you know, half a million short, half a million long, but with a small capital outlay, I think it was about a $4,000 option trade. So, uh, and, and, the, and Apple had fallen the, the day before. So I knew it was going to be volatile. I didn't know which direction. I didn't think they really priced it incorrectly. So I go out Thursday, and for some reason, that trade really psychologically got to me. I mean, the thought process was all I'm risking is my overnight time decay. I can exit in the next morning and probably lose a couple hundred bucks, and the spreads are real tight. So I thought, you know, there's very small risk, and if it explodes in one direction, 10 bucks either direction, that's going to be a big win. So my, my thought was I was risking a few hundred dollars to make a few thousand. So somebody, but it really got to me, and the next morning, it, uh, I think it gapped, it gapped in one direction or the other. Like, it was like 10 or $10, over $10 in one direction or the other. So it did put my uh, – I think it was down, and my put, it put my put in the money. And uh, so I was up. I think I looked. I was up like eleven thousand dollars in the trade overnight, which is just a ridiculous amount of money for the size I traded with at the time with my risk exposure. That was a good return on my account. So, so I mean, I was just shaking and nervous, like, trying to get in <laughs> right. that platform and just push that button to exit out the put side and get lock in the profits. And then, uh, so it was just that was that was the most intense moment. It was something. It was a win. It was a winning trade. But something about it was just so incredibly stressful because I had all those open profits and I couldn't sell the option until the market actually opened because they don't trade after hours. Right. Because I think it actually started dumping the night before, so it was very stressful. So I did get out. I think it was. I think I ended up locking in about seven thousand. I think it was seven thousand, eight thousand dollar profit on that trade, just an overnight option strangle. So for some reason, that was a very intense trade for some reason, just trying to get out with that money. 
Right. It's like <laughs> you put that market on open, the 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 the, 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 the moo order. As soon yeah. as that market opens, get me out. Yeah, uh, refresh, refresh, refresh. Just wait for the options <laughs> to start trading. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, cool. I'm. I, I I appreciate you sharing that with us. Now, uh, as I said in the beginning, uh, I was impressed and very much attracted to. Uh, Steve's looks. No, actually, Steve's skill, Steve's knowledge, um, his his Twitter account. Twitter account is you've got everything going in there, which makes uh, uh, you know it, it makes my day. Um, it, it makes my day complete, Steve. You're sharing advice. You're looking at market trades. You've got some charts in there. You've got some PDF files. You trade. You've got some quotes that you put in there. It's really a fun and educational way to get through your trading day. Now, one of the things I want to talk about is you've got you've got some of these awesome books. Uh, like I mentioned, author, uh, besides Market Guru, um, tell us about these books. How many books have you written, and uh, where can we find these? I think I've got – my, my self-published ones are about 13 right now, and they're all available on all the Amazons uh, in the world, all the Kindle. They're all on actually on Kindle Unlimited, so you can download and read them for free if you're a Kindle Unlimited member. They're also in paperback and uh, Audible. Audible has been one of our most popular things. It's amazing uh, how well the Audible versions have done. So, uh, yeah, and the New Trader Rich Trader, that's really the first one I wrote when it was actually published. And I, I took out the rights and republished it myself. But that's really a great place to start. Everyone's really loved the, the first New Trader Rich Trader book. It's it's great stuff, and graphics are pretty cool. And uh, before we got on, your wife does the graphics. It's awesome. Uh, I, I tell you, folks, it's the dynamic duo over at the Burns household. <laughs> I, I swear to God, great stuff coming out there. And um, I want to find you online, Steve. How do I do that? Yeah, all of my information is on a newtraderu.com. It's the word new trader and then the letter U, like the university, newtraderu.com. And uh, I'm on Twitter at S. Joseph Burns uh, on Twitter. But everything I have is on my website. All right. Um, Steve, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, I hope later on down the road we get you on to another podcast. Uh, I, I know that uh, a lot of people here at Top Step Trader uh, were, were impressed as I was uh, when I when I said, hey, you know, check this, uh, check Steve's stuff out. Good stuff. You've got a lot of people that uh, you are educating, you are sharing your knowledge. And uh, Steve, all the best to you. I appreciate you for your time. I appreciate you having me on, Eddie. Have a great day. All right. Steve Burns, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks a lot, Steve. Take care. All right. All right. What a great time I had speaking with Steve, Danny. That was a great interview, Eddie. Uh, such an important perspective Steve has on trading. The way he explains everything, he's so clear and precise. Doesn't confuse any trader, whether novice or expert. All right. And yeah, I, I got to agree with you there because I sort of put myself – in the novice seat and I put myself in the professional seat and uh, it, it caught me both ways and it was it was it's very nice to listen to Steve and participate with Steve throughout the day now I'm honestly looking throughout my trade day for tweets that Steve shares daily now Steve caught my eye on Twitter and uh, 
how he follows through on topics that are that are in regard and how the trading day is. It's uh, it sort of follows the trend of the day on what he does share on Twitter. So good stuff all day long. Yeah, no doubt. I love the way he shares with Twitter. I love how he's challenging traders. He gives out this advice to keep them on the true path that they need to be. It, it comes natural to him. Right. It's so tough for so many of us that it really comes natural to him. Yeah, another thing, one of the great things Steve has uh, tuned in pretty good is a great view of many facets of the big financial picture. Now, just not picking here and there, but he sort of tries to cover everything on it. And there's also a lot of written material that Steve has. So a lot of books that he is author of, written, uh, trading books, and I'm looking forward to reading some of those. You and I both, uh, he's got some great titles, some number ones out there. Um, honestly, can't believe I haven't dived into him yet. So I'm really looking forward to getting started on some of his books. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. Um, a lot of good information, trusted educator. And I'm looking to get Steve back here again very soon. There was just a lot more that uh, I felt. And after the interview, we talked about it. We talked about there was just so much more information and so many more topics that we could have touched base on. So, um, you know. He's he's a library of trading knowledge. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I uh, I look forward to hearing from him again. Uh, I really enjoyed this. It was a great educational segment. Danny, thank you so much for joining me here today. Time well spent. Thank you. All right, cool. All right, traders, as always, thanks for spending time with us. And if you enjoyed this interview, please feel free to leave us a rating or a review. It helps us reach new traders. And until then, we'll see you next time. Take care. See you, Dan. See you, Eddie. Thank you. Futures and Forex trading contains substantial risk and is not for every investor. An investor could potentially lose all or more than their initial investment. Risk capital is money that can be lost without jeopardizing one's financial security or lifestyle. Only risk capital should be used for trading, and only those with sufficient risk capital should consider trading. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results.